Welcome to the Everyday Advocate Podcast, where we sit down and talk about empowered leadership and healthy relationships as we work in the field of human trafficking and how you can grow as a mentor and leader wherever you are today. This episode talks about human trafficking and shares details that are for mature audiences. Please be advised. Welcome back. This is Jess. And I'm Audrey. Uh, We have uh, taken a few weeks off, and so we were just talking about how we are a little rusty um, at this conversation thing. So we got to get back in the groove of it. But we're excited because um, we're starting a new series on mentoring. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we've talked about mentoring before in the podcast, but we wanted to highlight different types of mentoring because um, we recognize the kind of mentoring we do is very niche, Mm -hmm. um, very specific, and there are so many different ways that people can mentor both formally and informally and so over the next I think four episodes we're going to highlight um, a variety of kinds of mentoring. Yeah I'm so excited too because uh, today we had a longtime friend and uh, just a, a co-worker now. Yeah. Reagan is a co-worker but we had Reagan on today and she uh, is, a, is doing mentoring in a school-based setting mm-hmm. um, and she uh, so beautifully and wonderfully explains more about that program so we won't give any spoilers but it's cool to just highlight another uh, type of mentoring as you said um, and just show that we can mentor kind of wherever we are in whatever capacity and, and the influences that we have um, with different age groups and de- demographics too so I I'm excited about this series and just having the different guests uh, on and I hope everyone is you know just excited to kind of learn maybe you know maybe you're listening uh, you're male or female or whatever and maybe this at what allies does isn't for you, but to know that you can mentor in a formal program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to just highlight the, a couple other formal programs here locally. Yeah. Well, here we are. It's been a couple of weeks since we have recorded a podcast, so we were just talking about how we feel a little out of practice, but I'm, I'm excited to dive back in, especially with this series and especially with our guest today because it feels very comfortable to sit across the table from you and have a conversation. So we're here with Reagan Bennett. Hi. Hi. Reagan. <laughs> Reagan has been around Allies for a long time. When did you start as an intern? Do you remember what year? Uh, yeah, it was 2018. 2018. Yep. January, yep. And, you know, we've had, we always talk about how we've really lucked out with interns. We've had some really stellar interns who have not only done a great job as interns, but then have stuck around and had different volunteer opportunities and come on staff. And Reagan is one of those. So she's been around and, and she just raises her hand and offers to do whatever is needed. She's done a lot of different volunteer things and she's, she's briefly on staff a couple years ago and then did a variety of volunteer things again. And then now we've reeled her back in. She's back on staff (laughs) doing a lot of administrative things. And so it's really fun because you've had a journey, you know, with allies and then outside of allies. And actually what's really fun is when you joined staff again recently, I was like finding out more things about you. There's so much more to Reagan that I even knew about before. So so many layers. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so fun. I remember that first Monday that we all had a meeting, you started kind of sharing your journey. And I was like, I've known you for many years. I didn't know those parts of your story. So 
And one of those was that you have been doing some mentoring. And yes. and so mm-hmm. that was really cool that it aligned with what we were wanting to do in this series, talking about different types of mentorship. So that's why we're here with you today. But before we jump into the actual topic, we like to start our podcast with talking about something that's encouraging us because we all need encouragement and why not start that way in our conversation. So Reagan Bennett, what has been encouraging you lately? Well, I like that question because I don't get asked that question a lot. Usually it's a focus on, oh man, you know, things are rough or whatever. It's very little about encouraging. So I would say I've been most encouraged by friends of mine who are taking steps of faith out into new realms and following their passions. I've seen that a lot in several friends of mine. So just having those conversations with them about being courageous and and taking big steps into new careers or new life changes or just bold steps, starting a business, stuff like that. It's just been really encouraging to see people, you know, blooming in new ways. So that's first what came to my mind when I was asked that question. Yeah. When you see it, when you see it in other people, it kind of encourages you to think, okay, how can I do that too? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's funny when it's like happening in your life and then you see it in others and you're uh-huh. just looking around you're like, oh my gosh, everybody's just becoming new people and yeah. coming into their true selves. So yeah, it's been cool to see that. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, when you were talking about how like you like kind of noticed everyone in your life taking these big leaps of faith, it kind of made me think, well, a it's like with that time like when you see a you know a pink car, then you start seeing pink cars everywhere, and you're like, I didn't think pink cars existed. So, anyways, mm-hmm. that just kind of like made me think of that. But also, you've taken yourself a big risk yes. and a big leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't want to speak for you, but do you want to share just a little bit about how that has encouraged you, maybe just to do it too, or maybe you were the maybe you were the first one to take the big <laughs> risk. I don't know. Sure, yeah, I did take a, a leap of faith in it. That's when I started noticing other people yeah. as well. Because <laughs> once you bring it up, everyone else is like, "Oh yeah, I'm kind of doing the same thing." And then you start yeah. talking about it with them. But yeah, I left my job that you know I loved, but I knew God was pushing me and was saying, "You know, your season is coming to an end," and ran back into you guys <laughs> of opportunities here. And it just made me think of how I even got involved with Allies too was. You know, I went to college originally going for pre-business and I hated my first year of college. I was like, I'm doing the wrong thing. I know I am. Uh-huh. And so I took a semester off and went on a mission trip to Thailand and came back and looked up local anti-trafficking nonprofits. And that's how I found Allies and started an internship here. And so, yeah, I mean, I kind of did the same thing again yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, five years later, however long it's been. So, yeah. And through the church job, I was able, thankfully, to sharpen some skills and people's skills and really grow in ways that I never would have probably imagined that I could have, mm-hmm. faith-wise and just as an adult, as my first, you know, big big girl job. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's been a real blessing. But, I mean, it was definitely taking a leap of faith to do something different, especially when it's something that you you're leaving something that you enjoy. Yeah. Uh-huh. It can be hard to be like, well, I could just stay. Yeah. yeah. Just do it forever. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's but, funny is we both have similar stories, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. I mean, you kind of, you kind of see yourself in that space and, and understand a little bit with more empathy yeah. of like 
I think I, I remember when I quit my teaching job, a lot of people were like, I don't understand why would you ever do that? Mm-hmm. And someone who's taken that risk before, you kind of just get it. Like, I just kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. you, yeah, you just support it. And, and you just, it's kind of like that. It's that cool moment in life where you're like, I have no idea what's next, but like, I feel that this is the prompting of the Lord. So I'm going to follow it. And then, I mean, again, I did it too. Mm-hmm. And right. here I am like eight years later, still doing, you know, uh-huh. you know, more things and on a podcast. And I never would have thought <laughs> that, you know, I just think it's cool to like, see, like, you never know where that's going to lead and, and what God's going to do through that. I feel like probably from all of that, you probably had people speaking into your life throughout all of this too. So can you speak to about like, what were people, what I have people in your life been saying or through all like your college years or even those first, you know, that first job, big girl job, mm-hmm. what kind of like mentoring did you have like along the way? Yeah. I feel like I had a lot of people speaking into me. I mean, there were a lot of people who I looked up to within my role at the church, you know, just obviously pastors mm-hmm. and other staff people, but I would say definitely people who I have decided to do life groups with have been probably the most encouraging. I've always been part of small groups, you know, even as a kid, we had them when I was in high school, but actually being involved in some where people prayed alongside you, encouraged you, and kind of pointed out that you're moving in the right direction is always helpful to have. And so I'm really appreciative of friends that I have through those groups, but also women who could say, yeah, I did that too. You know, I had that journey 20 years ago or even just a couple years ago, or a lot of, I feel like a lot of people had those stories through COVID too, Mm -hmm. of suddenly losing their job or making a one big change for their family, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So it was a really cool way to just learn about people was a lot of people have been through these things and just to have them say, yeah, I've been through it too. And here's how I got to where I am now was very valuable to me to be like, oh, yeah, we all kind of go through this, but we all need that encouragement from other people. So, yeah, I love how community is a big part of that for you. And it was for me, too. And I it just got me thinking about like we weren't made to do life alone anyway. Mm -hmm. And this like like inertia, like we could just put our heads down and do the same thing and be stuck in a rut for a long time. But when you allow community to speak into you and when you allow yourself to be shaped and formed by relationships and especially for particularly ones in the faith community, I feel like it is really significant to allow, like open yourself up to have other people speak into your life and, mm-hmm. and also to just rub up against other people and not remain isolated. I feel like that's really the only way or not even not the only way, but the most significant way to kind of move forward and, and I don't know, and to follow God's plan is if you're in community, not doing mm-hmm. it alone. Yeah. Right. Like that's really significant. So it sounds like you've had a lot of people in your life pouring into you, whether they're like actual mentor mentee relationships or just like peers and people in your life that have been pouring into you. So I'm curious what made you, was there like a time where you decided, okay, I want to be a mentor myself or what was that like for you? Yeah. So I was approached by the state chapter leader for a program called teach one to lead one. I had met her through a few connections through my job at the church and she sat me down and we had a meeting and she said, I also want you to be a mentor. And I was like, oh, I did not know this is what we were going to be talking about, but okay. And I just was really impressed by the program itself Uh and it made it seem so approachable and very 
I mean, the the credentials spoke for themselves of mm-hmm. how it's impacted kids in various school districts. So mm-hmm. I was approached about Teach One to Lead One, which is a classroom-based mentorship program, and it's curriculum-based. It's very tested curriculum, very tried and true. It started out in Georgia and has kind of spread throughout the United States. And the woman that I was speaking with had started it in the local schools, and she was expanding the program to different school districts mm-hmm. and all this. And so, yeah, I I was hesitant at first. I was like, I can't be a mentor, <laughs> let alone the middle schoolers who scare me, you know? Scary <laughs> so, age group, honestly. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but she said, no, you're definitely a leader, and I want them to see that you can be young and be a leader. Uh-huh. And so I committed to do it, and... We've we started in August of this past, so like when the school year started, okay. and we're getting ready to have the graduation in a couple of weeks, and it's been amazing. It's been a lot easier than I thought it'd be. I, I'm hesitant to say that, but not easier, but like next week's going to be really hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Will be. It's been just very natural, you know. Um, I I thought it would be I'd have to like stand in front of class and be like, okay, kids, be a leader, you know, have respect in your life. And we go through all these core principles of Mm -hmm. life and each week is different theme. And we, we guide them through exercises and role play scenarios, or we watch a movie clip, but these kids truly are leaders and you can see it in just how they even have their conversations with us. Mm -hmm. And they're individually picked by the administration to be part of the program and they see it as a leadership class because that's what it is. They're taught how to be a leader and how to be, you know, leading their friends into good choices. And yeah, it's been it's been such a cool experience. I definitely was walking into it thinking, oh, you know, I'm I, I'm so much younger than my teammates. Mm-hmm. Like we have a crew of people who go in, and I'm definitely the youngest by a long shot. No offense to the other players, <laughs> um, but they're like the superintendent of the school systems in there, yeah. a few pastors, yeah. some other community leaders. Cool. So I was just like, I feel out of place here, but it's been such a great experience mm-hmm. and I've really been able to connect with the kids in a really cool way mm-hmm. and just be there for them when they have questions that I don't even know how to answer or mm-hmm. questions that I can't answer. So it's been really challenging, but really, really rewarding That's throughout cool. the whole thing. So. I want to go back, and I, I, don't, I don't know, Audrey, if you had something you wanted to ask, but I was just sitting on this question. I want to go back to when you talked about they approached you to be a mentor, and you were like, I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. I want to, like, sit there for a minute, and yeah. I want to unpack, like, what what thoughts literally were going through your head, and then what, <laughs> like, what made you say you were probably, like, you probably took a minute before you decided, yes, mm-hmm. I'll do it, or maybe, no, I shouldn't. Like, what was that thought process like for you? Because I'm sure people listening who have either mentored before or have considered it or have that same thought, like, me? Could I really do this? So I wonder if you can unpack those thoughts a little bit. Yeah. So she approached me and uh, I was, I immediately was just like, I'm not a leader. (laughs) (laughs) What made you think that, do you think? Because, you know, I was just in, I had never really led a big group, let alone a a group of children. And children are not my strong suit. So Uh I was just like, I don't even know how to do that. I don't even know what it means to lead middle schoolers. Yeah. Or I just had not really developed that skill set, I would say. Mm -hmm. Uh And so I immediately was like, I can't do that. I'm not a leader. Mm -hmm. But she was like, well, we need to teach these kids that they're leaders. I'm like, I guess I'm a leader too. (laughs) And if I'm teaching them how to be a leader. Yeah. But yeah, definitely fear. I would say definitely feeling uh, ill-equipped maybe. Mm -hmm. And so it scared me in some ways. Yeah. 
definitely a responsibility to, you know, I don't want to let the kids down or, Mm -hmm. you know, have those conversations where I'm like, I don't know how to help you. Sorry. You know? So it definitely was a lot of fear. I would say that kind of held me back, but she presented a, a specific week of the curriculum. She said, this is my favorite week. It's the week that even a lot of the mentors connect with most. And it was about sharing your story. So the kids got to write down what is something that a lot of people don't know about you, but you wish they did. Mm. And so we handed out these cards. They didn't have to put their name on it. We all participated too and mm-hmm. wrote down our, what we would want them to know. And right out the gate, it was very heavy stuff. And yeah. all the kids, and a lot of them were similar. And so all the kids got to look around in the circle and say, oh, wow, there are other kids and possibly adults who have experienced the same thing. That's so powerful. Yeah. That's so cool, yeah. And we got to let them know they're not alone and that they then they can look at their peers outside the classroom and say, mm-hmm. they're all going through something too. Here's how I can impact their lives yeah. as well. So I was like, okay, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. 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 When you realize it's as just well. human to human, Yes, you don't mm-hmm. have to come with all the answers. That makes right. a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like even some of our mentors in our program just say like that's one of the hardest things like not having the answers, like the hard questions. And, but I think that like, that is what makes a great leader is being like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I can also just affirm like from knowing you for the last couple of years, but then also just seeing you step up in illuminate in the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks, yeah. you are a leader. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> teach me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's cool. Like just the skills that you do have. So whether you've honed in on them in the last, you know, this, this past school year or not, it's cool to see, those, you know, those hesitations, those fears that might have held you back, like really grow because you took that, that big leap. Right. Lots of leaps, Reagan, taking lots of, lots of them. <laughs> you know, and I can say too, I, I wish I had learned earlier in life. So thank goodness these kids are seeing these, yeah. right? I wish I would have learned earlier in life what a leader really is because we, we've talked about this on a previous podcast before, but I remember when someone asked me to step into a leadership role same as you being like, I'm not a leader. Why are you asking me? Because I had a false like definition or false sense of what a leader really was. I thought it was a certain type Mm -hmm. of person. So for these kids to get to experience engaging with, with people that they view as leaders and knowing that they're going through similar things as them and just kind of seeing human to human, what it's like maybe makes it less intimidating or more like they can, they can recognize in themselves. Oh, I do have leadership qualities because this is what a leader is instead of just learning it from, I don't know, TV exposure, people that they've seen in front, teachers and pastors or whoever else is in their life. I think sometimes you get a false sense of what being a leader really means. And I think it's a cool, that's a cool concept to go into the schools and, and have that leadership, like starting there, kind of what you were saying, like learning young, seeing different people in those positions, like whether you're an administrator or you're a staff pastor or you have a job at a nonprofit or whatever the different roles are, they're seeing different leaders too. And I think it's so important to have a representation of different styles of leadership and different like ages and, you know, just different backgrounds and personality personality types. types. Yeah. All the different things to be able to like give the, give the kids in the class or in the program, like different options of like, Oh, like I don't resonate with that person. So I'm not a leader, but like, Oh, I do resonate with her and I see myself in her. So, and she's a leader. So I am a leader. Like kind of what you were saying, just like getting more than one picture of just a stereotypical leader from one demographic or world Mm -hmm. like worldview. So I, I think that's a really cool program and it sounds like the curriculum is tried and true and amazing. And Mm -hmm. 
And some yeah. weeks I'm I'm walking out and like, dang, I learned from the lesson, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or they line up a little too well. You're like, geez, I guess the people knew what I was going through when I was... <laughs> All these kids are like, uh, yeah. you know, we're trying to teach them how to be courageous or yeah. make... And, and, and a lot of it goes back to you can be a leader in every decision you make. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily, you know, leading the charge of like some big thing. It can just be, I'm going to lead my friend group, my circle of influence yeah. in a positive way, mm-hmm. or I'm going to make the right decision today in this specific scenario. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that was advice that I needed to hear too, of like, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a leader in every step I take in yeah. the habits that I have. And mm-hmm. so good. it was valuable to me. Yeah. That makes me think of, this is maybe tied, maybe it isn't, but there have been a couple instances with Joshua where there's a friend that he's playing with that, you know, is kind of a more overbearing personality. And there have been a few times where I'm like, if you don't like what he, you know, he's being bossy or something. Mm -hmm. If you don't like that, you can say, I don't want to do that right now. And I want to do something else. Or like, I don't like how, how you're talking to me, or Mm -hmm. I want to play this. And you just don't have to go along with it. And I, and so we've had those kind of conversations and I've seen him do it. And I've, we've talked about like, I'm so proud of you for doing that. And I haven't connected that that's leadership that mm-hmm. I'm teaching him in those right. moments. It's more for me. I've been thinking of, oh, it's him like standing up for himself or not going along with someone who I feel like is kind of overpowering. But like, it's a leadership lesson yeah. in that moment. So I like how you said it's just in those everyday little moments with your friend groups or like, you know, those are leadership lessons. Yeah. And when you put the label on it, it's like, oh yeah, I guess it really is. That's a leadership trait mm-hmm. or quality. You know that you can teach in everyday moments it doesn't have to be like you said in front of a big group that's not necessarily yeah. the only thing that leadership is in in high school or middle school right yeah middle school, school right yeah middle school is this program also in high schools yes oh that's yeah. super cool that those age groups i mean it's so easy to just to go with the flow yeah. and go with what your friends are doing and be you know enticed by what's popular and trendy and cool I mean, social media and all that is like a huge, you know, influence and factor too, but to teach those skills now to say, Oh, like you, you can choose something different and lead and create a different trend, create a different impact. I think that's invaluable to learn at Mm -hmm. such a young age. So so, I I think the other thing that maybe we can talk about a little bit about is, you know, we're kind of highlighting different types of mentoring Mm -hmm. in this mentoring. It sounds like is pretty scripted for you. Yes. And so what has that been like? Was that different or than you maybe thought it would be when you thought about mentoring? Like talk a little bit about maybe how structured and scripted it is and how that's been beneficial or different or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that, that honestly was one of the reasons I wanted to do it was because it took a little pressure off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, uh-huh. here are examples of what you can give here. If you want to read it word for word, read it for word for word if you'd like. But it also, it, it, it creates that bottom line and that every week you walk away knowing that they had a lesson and it wasn't all dependent on your, you know, your illustration that you thought up or your activity. Mm -hmm. And I really like that because then you could go back to it later and say, yeah, we've, we've talked about this in the past. Mm -hmm. This is how it also connects back to this Uh thing or, and it, and it, but there's still the margin to go off script. Mm-hmm. We've had conversations about topics that we definitely didn't plan to talk about. Like mm-hmm. there was one very good conversation about porn. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the kids did not think that they would have that conversation yeah. that day. But it was something that came up and it was yeah. like, okay, here's how you can be a leader in that type of yeah. scenario. When you're presented those opportunities to go one way or the other. There's, I remember one of the first weeks a girl looked at me and said, how do you know who to trust? Oh man. And I said, Oh, oh. 
You're like, wait, that's not in the script. Yeah, I, said, <laughs> I love I that she's asking that question. I know. I was yeah. like, this is week two. We should not be having these <laughs> tough questions yet. But I was just like, you know, that's something you struggle with your whole life of, you know, mm-hmm. you try to follow your gut and you try to follow what you believe and stick to your, mm-hmm. what your, what your beliefs are. Mm-hmm. But I looked in there and I said, I'm still learning that too. And so yeah. I think that is a lot for them to be like, oh, okay, these are people yeah. just trying to figure it out as well. And having that authenticity yeah. is very helpful, I would say, to connect with them and to not feel like you're teaching them or being a parent or something, yeah. Yeah. that you're their friend and that you're there to help them and, you know, be a mentor for them. Yeah. So. I love that, like, even, yeah, the that gives you some peace and some confidence going in, mm-hmm. having a script or having a topic or a lesson to kind of focus on, but giving that margin for those conversations. I do feel like that does build trust. Something else that you kind of said that kind of uh, made me think that this is another type of mentoring is it sounds like it's also it's in a classroom right so it it's a group based mentoring yes. versus like here at allies we have one-to-one mentoring right. it's very not scripted so almost opposite in yeah. every way of yeah. what you're doing but it's really cool because really good beautiful conversations are still happening how has that are you the only mentor or leader in the room to multiple or is it everyone is in the same room and there's you know small groups or is it one-to-one it is a group base. Okay. So everyone, I think there's about 14 kids. Okay. It might, it, at one point it was closer to 20, but you know, some kids move or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, it's about 14, 15 kids and we all sit in a circle. And then the mentors, there's five of us. We also sit in a okay. circle and then we take turns leading certain parts of the lesson. Oh, cool. And then there are some weeks where we break off into smaller groups for activities mm-hmm. or for further discussion. But awesome. just two weeks ago, we did a field trip. So we went to a food packing facility that that sends food to areas that have experienced disasters or war-torn areas so we got to do that with them and they got to you know walk away knowing that they've just fed I think it was like 80,000 meals was what we packed so that that was a cool Mm -hmm. excursion yeah but yeah it is a group a group mentoring you know style yeah style yeah Yeah. again takes the pressure off of you personally right so you've got a script Mm-hmm. You've got other mentors in there with you. Mm-hmm. I feel like what a great first mentoring experience for you, yeah. let yes. alone the kids. Yes, definitely. I was going to say, so having everyone kind of in the room together, especially as leaders, what's that support look like? Like, how, how are you supported as a as a mentor and a leader in that? And yeah, yeah, speak to that if you can. I know it wasn't yeah. a question we, we prepped you with, <laughs> but I'm just curious because I always find, like, I know a lot of times people do feel like as a mentor, that's a big challenge too because it is a responsibility there's pressure you want to make sure you're not making matters worse you know right. that can feel like a huge you know task and so what does you know I'm sure having all the leaders in the room together is is helpful but what's that support look like from a program standpoint yes so there is a main leader for our group he is someone who has done the program for several years so he throughout the week will send an email saying all right let's look through the curriculum how about Reagan, you do this section, Joelle, you do this section, you know, he assigns yeah. the sections to people. And so then throughout the week, we're reading the, the, the curriculum to try, try mm-hmm. to think of what we're going mm-hmm. to say, or, you know, if it's bring up a scenario, then create a scenario. But also we meet with Sarah, who is the state chapter head. She's still involved okay. in our, our district. So we see her every few weeks. She still sends an email with updates about, what's coming up mm-hmm. or you know big big picture things like they had a fundraiser that we we're all invited to so yeah it, it, it definitely feels very supported and there's also a teacher in the classroom with you which is very oh, helpful so cool. yeah. 
if they're getting rowdy or something, <laughs> she will step in and say, all right, kids, this is part of your class. This yeah. is part of your school day. Let's be respectful of yeah. people who are here. So she gets to be the bad guy, which yeah. is nice. <laughs> that is always nice. Yeah. I feel like here at Allies, I feel like I'm usually, I'm like, anytime a mentor or a coach <laughs> is like, they're not, they don't love the policy. I'm like, just blame it on me. Yeah. Just yeah. tell them Audrey that, yeah. I'm, yes. I'm good with being the bad guy sometimes. I mean, I don't want to be the bad guy. I want to be a good person. Right. But, yeah. No, but that is definitely helpful. Yeah, I, I like that's the structure awesome of it. It seems that. very supported, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I... I wanted to kind of speak to, it feels like kind of a little bit of a hard shift, but more towards the, okay, people are listening maybe who, you know, have, maybe they've mentored before, maybe they haven't, maybe it seems intimidating. This seems like a really easy on-ramp situation because you're almost mentored as the mentor, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) So what, for someone recently, you were in this position where maybe you hadn't mentored before, maybe you had thought about it. What advice would you have for someone who might be interested in dipping their toes into mentoring and maybe... Maybe they've worked with kids before. Maybe school-based mentoring might sound appealing. Maybe it doesn't have to be with this particular mentoring. What was the name of it again? Teach Teach one to lead one. Teach one to lead one. What advice would you have for someone who might feel intimidated or want to take that first step? I would definitely reach out to your local school or even a teacher that you might know. Because I know a lot of schools have lunch mentoring programs Hmm. which is more self-sustained one-on-one during Mm -hmm. the lunch hour Mm -hmm. i've heard of that through several different schools and a couple different districts so i would say that that would be a great launching point of just sitting down with the kid and just investing in them and having Mm -hmm. those just having someone there that isn't Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be there i think Mm -hmm. is what really matters to those kids and that's something that we've consistently said throughout the program is we're all volunteers we all are here because we love you and we want you to be you know, kids who are leading well and, and are being, you know, you know, everything you can be. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is always a good reminder mm-hmm. for them because they are at school. And so it could yeah. feel like a class, yeah. but it isn't a class. And I mean, it's definitely different than any other class they have, but to have that reminder mm-hmm. of we're here because we want to see you grow into who you, all you can be, mm-hmm. I think is very helpful for them mm-hmm. to not think that we're all just there to get them good grades or, yeah. you know, whatever outcome yeah. we want from them. So yeah, we all want to be seen. We all, when someone says, I'm not here because I have to be because I want to be, that that makes a big difference. Big yeah. difference, yeah. And the lunch thing. This When I was a teacher, I remember there were some kids whose parents or grandparents or somebody would come like every once in a while and sit with them at lunch. And there was like a special area they got to go to. But that was a really big deal for those kids. And you definitely knew the kids who never had any visitors at lunch. Yeah. So I love that idea of just yeah. being there to... You know, sit with the kid at lunch and have, be have it little be be a little extra special time, yeah. that extra attention from someone who isn't, you know, in your nuclear family, right? Because mm-hmm. those people are there no matter what, right. and then people who are paid to be in your life, but, mm-hmm. some, but someone who's there just because is a really mm-hmm. significant thing. I think that is such an important piece too, because I and that I think is innate in us because just this week, my personal mentor when she checked in on me and she said, and I responded and she was like, praise God, you know, this, all this is going, you know, he's listening to you, he's answering your prayers, yada, yada, yada. But then she followed it up with like, I'm always here for you. Like, you know, and it, it was just like, I knew that, but I mean, she, I'm not in a formal like mentoring program with her. Like she's just someone right. I've known my whole life essentially and has taken an interest in me. And she said, I love you as one of my own, mm-hmm. you know, which was, that was so important to me to hear her say, I mean, I have, 
loving parents. Like I, it's not that I come from that situation, but just to have someone else speaking into your life, like I'm an adult grown, you know, with my own, you know, family. And so to hear that, I think that's just something that is innate in us. So Mm -hmm. to be able to come to kids at school and say, I'm I'm just here because I, I care and I want to be, and no one's Mm -hmm. telling me I have to do this, Mm -hmm. uh, but we're leading and learning together. So I think that's awesome. I, when you told me about this program a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I love this. It sounds amazing. So I'm so glad we have had the opportunity to like hear you talk about it a little bit more yeah. and, yeah. and it's you'll expanding. get some more volunteers yeah. from it. Yeah. yeah, And it's expanding throughout yeah. Indiana. Like it started out in Hamilton Heights schools, which is up in Cicero, Arcadia Cicero, which is where I serve at, mm-hmm. but it's spreading through different districts now. So I'm sure it'll come out. And yeah. more and more avenues that people come into a school near yeah, you, maybe. right? <laughs> and maybe we'll put the link in the show notes. So if someone yeah. wants to check it out, they could. Yeah. It's such a it seems like a really great place to start a mentoring mm-hmm. journey yeah. with kids, especially man that middle school age is mm-hmm. so important. They they're looking for that love and attention and to be seen and, yeah. and heard. Yeah, that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. I did the middle school one because she had an opening at the high school too when she approached me and I said you know, I needed a mentor middle school. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. probably some of the roughest years for me was middle school. Cause mm-hmm. you're just figuring out your friends, who yeah. you are, mm-hmm. stuff at home. And you know, I remember and having like little fights with my friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. So who was my friend who wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a hard yeah. age anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah. I would rather do middle school because that's Good when I needed you. one. <laughs> Honestly, I probably would have chosen high school because I, <laughs> middle school is so tricky. <laughs> middle school is tough. And I, when I, back when I had taken kind of my leap of like, what do I want to do with my life? I quit my job. I became a substitute teacher yeah. for like literally three, no, four contracts, like four days. That's it. Oh. Because I, the, the very first contract I got was middle school history class. And I was like, this should be great. This will be great. You know, I, I wanted to pour into that age group. I wanted to like, that's why I wanted to work with students. And so I thought substituting would be great, which I know I can't base like teaching off of substitute because substitutes get the worst of it. But I was like, please, please don't put me on this classroom ever again. (laughs) And it was cool because it was actually in the school that I went to, like Uh when I was in middle school. And so some of the teachers that I had would pop their head in Uh during the day and they're like, you better listen to her. And I was like, thank Mm -hmm. you, because they're not. (laughs) So good for you for choosing middle school, because... I can't say I would. <laughs> I have a funny substitute teaching story. Really? Can I, yeah. Can we do storytelling? Yeah. Sure. I was a sub for a while when I graduated college before I got my first job too. And I took a maternity leave in middle school home ec. Oh boy. So Which, you were there the whole maternity, yes, the oh whole boy. maternity leave. And I was teaching these kids the parts of a sewing machine, which I did not know. They had like a sewing project where they had to sew pillows. So I was like actively seeking out people in my life. Can you please teach me about the sewing machine? Because I don't know anything about it. We had to do cooking and we were making, and I feel bad for these kids. Cause what did I know then? And we were making rice Krispie treats, like the easiest thing in the world, oh pancakes, but yeah, I grilled was grilled cheese. Yeah. It was like the most basic <laughs> things. These poor kids had me as their home ec teacher, fresh out of college, didn't know anything, but it was, and they were they were not the most pleasant kids to be around. It was a really <laughs> rough gig. I would not not recommend taking a maternity leave in we, middle school. We need more teach one to lead one in we middle do. schools. <laughs> well, that was something funny was they told me flat out, they said, you will probably not like it until after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, because the kids are there like, eh, I don't want to be part of this dumb program. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sometimes the kids feel I was singled out. They they think I'm a troubled kid. I need yeah. to be in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
week two, I had that big question of who do you, who do you know who to trust? And I yeah. went, you're not ah! supposed to ask me this yet. Yeah. <laughs> You've not had Thanksgiving it's yet. Not Thanksgiving <laughs> yet. <laughs> but I was very surprised. And even some of the other mentors who were in the, the group with me, they said, these kids are awesome. Oh, yeah. that's so, so, so cool. I'm lucky, I guess, that yeah. I had a great group. But yeah, I think just setting that environment of you can ask those questions. Yeah. We're here to have fun, but also mm-hmm. to, to accomplish something. But I don't know. It's just we've meshed really well with the kids. The kids mm-hmm. have been super open, like sharing about their struggles in life, mm-hmm. sharing about their home life, sharing about struggles with school. Mm-hmm. And I think we just had the authenticity right off the bat, yeah, which helped open up that space mm-hmm. for kids to just mm-hmm. be who they need to be and say what they need to say and, and mm-hmm. get good advice while they're speaking. Yeah. So I'm glad they set those cool. expectations for you, though, because mm-hmm. sometimes it can be frustrating if you enter into this situation thinking, oh, it's going to be this one way. <laughs> yeah. And then it's not. Yeah. And it takes a while i'm mm-hmm. glad they said those expectations. me too yeah. and i was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't that bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's great all right well we're thank you so much for taking time obviously yeah. you work here so <laughs> maybe you felt coerced into doing it no. but we're glad that you did we said you said yes and we got to see inside this little part of who you are is there a final thought or any i don't know last thought that you want to leave the listeners with this morning yeah i would just say Take those big leaps of faith that we've talked about through this whole yeah. this whole podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, everything's on the other side of just saying yes. And so I've been able to grow in ways I never thought I needed to or could mm-hmm. through, you know, changing jobs, through yeah. doing a, a, you know, mentorship program while changing jobs. Yeah. And I'm reading about <laughs> taking steps of courage and I'm like telling these kids, I'm like, oh, no, now I need to take them too. <laughs> so, lead by example. Yes, lead it's by good. example. Uh-huh. There's just a lot to learn and a lot to, I just love growing in life and, mm-hmm. you know. That's what we're here to do. So I would encourage you to find a spot to do that. Look at the Teach One to Lead One website. You know, yeah. if you are an educator and can make that connection with yeah. their, their team, definitely do it. Yeah. It could be great in your schools. So, yeah, that would be my advice to just think about how you want to influence others and, and, and influence youth especially mm-hmm. because we all can help with the next generation. Yeah. So. That's amazing. amazing. I like that sentiment on what's the other side of yes. I know. I was like, I love that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good thing. What could be on the other side of yes? That's great. All right. Well, thanks, Reagan. It was a pleasure. Thank thanks. you. Thank you for joining us for the Everyday Advocate podcast. We hope you left inspired to make a difference in your community wherever you are today. Be sure to check out our show notes for any resources we mentioned today. We release a new episode every Friday, so subscribe wherever you're listening from so you don't miss out. Feel free to give us a rating so we can help reach more people too. We'd also love to hear from you. You can email us at everydayadvocate at allies-inc.org, and you can follow us on Instagram at the underscore everyday underscore advocate. <laughs>